Okay, well, welcome everybody. This is Stephen Michael Miller. I'm here with Chris Crone. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a little something in my throat there. Dana Sorensen, and uh, we're so glad to be here on the Tribe Call today. Uh, if this is your first time on the Tribe Call, welcome. You are limitless. We're so glad to have you here with us. We had a tremendous, just a phenomenal event this past week, uh, which was Wednesday through Friday. Uh, our main Limitless event, and it was, I, I, I can't tell you, I mean, these things just get better and better and better. Uh, if you were with us, then you got to experience our our different islands. Uh, it was unbelievable, just amazing um, how it went off. We I think we had 10 different islands that people could go to to really customize their own experience. And I'll tell you, there's something really neat when someone gets to choose in to their own experience. Now, I know everyone that was there chose into being there, of course. You know, no one, no one twisted your arm or dragged you there, hopefully. Uh, but it was a, a truly amazing, amazing opportunity for individuals to not only come and choose to be there during the three days, but, but also choose to customize what it is that they wanted to get out of it. And we've got so much great feedback uh, from that portion, just excited to, to develop and, and further continue what we started here this month. I mean, it is January, uh, and, and you know, so many people were ready uh, to make some changes, and it was neat to watch those transformations take place here at, uh, at our event this past weekend. So thank you to everybody who helped out, all of our staff, uh, all of our new tribe members as well that are here time. So glad to have you on the call. Um, I wanted to make a couple announcements. Uh, first of all, we have our Limitless Mentor Academy this weekend. That's our Limitless Mentor Academy. For those of you that feel like you have a message and you want to get that message out to the world, you want to learn how to build a six-figure coaching business or speaking business out of that, learn how to really hone your message uh, as well as how to how to start maybe a coaching coaching business out of that, um, you'll want to be here. This our Limitless Mentor Academy is a tremendous event. It's probably uh, been our um, I mean, anyway one of our most popular events of all time, uh, next to our our breakthrough event. And I just highly highly recommend it for anyone that feels like you've got a unique set of uh, circumstances, gifts, experiences that you need to share with the world, that you need to get out there, the Limitless Mentor Academy is definitely going to be for you. And uh, that Limitless Mentor Academy is going to be at the Elevate Center. It's going to be at the Elevate Center over in Pleasant Grove. Uh, so uh, you can get all the details for that. We also have our real estate meeting, which is Thursday night at 7 p.m. at the Elevate Center as well. Again, this is the real estate meeting to really introduce all of you who are at our, our Limitless 3-Day event this past week and received your certificate and want to learn how to best put it to use. We've got our real estate meeting this Thursday night at 7 p.m. at the um, at the Elevate Center. And I'll tell you what I want to do right now. What I really want to do is I, I'd like to open up the lines and do a little something different. I'd love to get a couple shares. I'm going to go ahead and put this on. And so if you would, um, I, I'd love to hear from you, those of you that maybe attended this past uh, Limitless event, if you were there and if you had a, a, just amazing breakthroughs or something you'd like to share about the event and how it, how it affected you and helped transform your life, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, so if you go ahead and press star six, just go ahead and press star six and jump in the queue. I'd just like to hear a, a couple quick shares from a few of you there. And as, as I'm uh, waiting for a couple of you to jump on the line here, uh, Chris Crone, I know you're on the phone. I'd love to hear a little bit from you as well. Hey, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. You know, for me, it was a really, really powerful limitless. Um, 
I've been in search of something from the time that, I, that, that we launched Limitless less than a year and a half ago. And I've been around the country. I've been to a number of different seminars. I've been through all sorts of transformational workshops. And Belief Breakthrough has had such an impact on my life that I wanted to see a three-day event dedicated to Belief Breakthrough, and I wanted to push the bounds and go further than any other workshop ever had in creating maximum breakthroughs and transformation over three days. And even from the very first Limitless, it was powerful, it was different, and already so much more than what you can find out there. But deep down inside, it wasn't yet fulfilling my personal vision. And so with each Limitless, every time it comes to an end, I get a chance to receive feedback and surveys, and uh, I get to learn from the attendees and our, and our leadership team what they thought about it. And every time I walk away with this profound gratitude and still a desire inside that says, it's not yet fulfilling the vision of maximum breakthrough. This January Limitless event that we just had absolutely did it for me. I reflected back and I thought, now, now we have an incredible working chemistry. We'll always be tweaking. We'll always be bringing new transformation to the stage. But that particular event that we just held, it did it for me. And, um, and so for me, it was really thrilling to actually feel that arrival in that we've not just birthed something, but we're continuing to raise it. And it is really meeting, you know, personally, my expectations for the vision that I felt inspired with almost a year and a half ago. So it was a tremendous event. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, it may be a little too early this Monday morning or too much snow or something is happening because uh, people, are, people are being quiet. No one's quite ready to chime in and talk about their experience. Um, but I, I know we've got Dana Sorensen here on the line as well. And Dana, I'd love to hear from you, kind of your perspective and, and how this week, last weekend went. Yeah, thanks. I, I'm, I'm with Chris. I, I've been, so this January marked my year my year mark was Limitless, and a year ago was my very first Limitless. And I, I actually really, in my heart, felt like I, I couldn't believe that it would get better than my first. I know my first Limitless, there were 600 people that attended, and it was just electric. And as I participated and really was involved in this last Limitless, I I got to play a lot of different roles. I was on stage. I got to do an island. I got to play the part of Pathfinder. So I got to do a lot of one-on-one -on -one with people and get to hear their feedback and what they're thinking. And I got to participate. And I was blown away at the feel and the energy. And the people were just ready, ready for change, ready for something different, eager for something more, and that, I think, made all the difference in this particular event. We, we had people that were just so, so ready for something different, and it created a, such huge movement forward, and I feel like we, we took it to a whole other level this, this last week. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Really appreciate that. Well, we've got a lot of other things happening. Again, just to real briefly, one more time, we've got our Limitless uh, Mentor Academy happening this week. Uh, we've got a couple different regionals in different areas, one in uh, Rocky Ridge area, one up in Salt Lake. Uh, make sure you check the site for those. And I uh, really just want to jump into the main content for today now. And, and I know, you know we're going through right now, we're doing our manifesting series. And uh, this week brings us to the law of faith. And 
Uh, such an amazing law, and this is something I'm really excited about. And we've got Dana Sorensen here on the line as well to help us uh, talk about this law of faith. But, Chris, I just want to go ahead and, and start off by turning the time over to you here. Hey, Stephen, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, each week we've been covering one of the nine laws of conscious creation. We are talking about the law of faith. And here's what it is. Faith is the foundation to all actions leading to creation. And without faith, we've got absolutely zero power to act. As conscious creators, we work with complete faith to manifest our desires. We act on that faith with courage without requiring evidence from our past. Now, I, this is so strange to me that we actually get to pour so much energy into this because I'm astounded at how many people I meet that are faith-based in their living, they're Christian-based, and many of us our entire life have heard stories about doubting Thomas. And it's a story from the Bible that you're likely familiar with that essentially other people had reported that, um, that Jesus Christ had been resurrected. And Thomas basically said, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. And the reason why this is one of the nine laws is because for the most part, the majority of us, we do not live our lives by any more faith than what we've already produced. But in order to create something that has never been set forth into creation, you have to find a way to believe in it. And it's got to be more than just saying it. How do you embody an idea spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally? How do you feel it, touch it, and taste it, and be one with it while paradox? It doesn't yet exist. This is a skill that um, is worth mastering until you have the ability to believe in your highest and best self, executing all your dreams and desires as if they have come about. And Stephen, I did want to bring Dana on because Dana is an individual that lives by exceptional faith. Dana, I would love to just start off by putting you on the spot and having you share how this law um, is showing up in your life and how you understand it. Oh, thank you so much. I this this particular topic gets me fired up. I love this topic because it it all it's encompassed in this idea and and actually this idea that I I feel is so alive in America and can be. It's, it's the American dream, you know, the American dream that anything can be created and anyone can create anything. It's that idea that we have not tapped into our full potential and this this particular idea is is filled with faith for me because what that means is i can do anything i can do anything i put my mind to i can do anything that i desire i just get to believe believing is the first step the first key that opens my mind and my 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 heart to actually manifesting those things into my world i feel like the moment i feel that that strong powerful belief and that faith that something can come to be for me that's the moment that I know I know I got to hold on to that keep that growing keep watering that beautiful faith and keep that energy going and I know that that is the key to getting what I want that that things may come up but my tenacity to just stay on that no matter what comes up no matter how long it takes no matter what what it takes to stay on that faith and, and push through whatever blocks come in the way is, is what gets me all of my goals. It's, it's how I've gotten to where I am right now. Awesome, Dana. Thank you for sharing that. And, Stephen, I know, you've, uh, I know that um, this is a really important law for how you live your life. Do you mind also sharing your perspective on this? 
Absolutely. I'd love to. And, you know, this is something that I often think about. Uh, faith to me is one of those principles that really covers just about everything else. And no matter what it is that we're trying to manifest, whether it's, you know, we're talking about the law of attraction, law of gestation, or any other of the laws of manifesting, faith has to do with it. I mean, it's kind of tied at the hip for me. And, you know, it, really when I talk about faith, um, I talk about faith in terms oftentimes of, of the opposite as well. So if we don't have faith, what do we have? And a lot of times I think we'll say fear, and we often look at fear and faith as, as, as like polar opposites. But for me, I've really begun to look at faith um, and fear almost as uh, uh, identical twins or, or fraternal twins maybe is better said, meaning you know, we often hear about uh, fear as false evidences appearing real or fear as, you know, this, this, thing, this thing that is, you know, it's holding us back, it's keeping us stuck, it's, it's so many of our limiting beliefs that are part of it. And if faith is the opposite, then it really gets us going in the other direction. But what I've come to realize recently is that fear is really putting faith in what I don't want. In other words, the principle of faith works both ways. I can either put my faith into what I really do want, or I can put my faith into the things that I do want. And here's how it shows up. If I'm putting my faith in what I want, um, and, and what I want is a better life, what I want is something different than I have right now, then there's going to be some risk involved. There's going to be some... some uh, some unknown. I, I, if it's something I've never had before, then I have to have faith that it's possible, even though I've never done it before. And I have to put all of my energy, all of my thoughts, all of my words into that thing that I want. Well, likewise, I can put my faith in the things that I don't want. And we, and we do that all the time. And that typically shows up in what we always call here at Limitless, our limiting beliefs, where we allow these beliefs to really dominate our thoughts, our words, our actions. And therefore, we're putting, literally, we're putting our faith into everything that we don't want. But here's the kicker for this for me. This is what makes this so amazing, is when we get to, when we start to realize that we're either putting our faith into what we want or putting our faith into what we don't want, and that either way we are getting it, we can begin to realize how truly powerful we are. We're not, we're not just victim, victims of circumstance. We're not just, you know, we're not just subject to our our surroundings, uh, our location of where we grew up, or the, the belief sets from our parents. We're not just subject to those things. We can truly choose anything. And so if we can recognize that we're so, we're, we're so powerful and we've created our life up to where it is today, we've created what we, what we don't want already if we're not where we want to be, then that means that we are that powerful. We're just powerful enough to even create the life that we do want. All it means is yeah. we get to begin to choose putting our faith into other things. Yeah, and so I want to get really concrete and share some new information with everybody today. Um, I'm actually staring at the manuscript of the Limitless book right now that is currently being edited. And, man, this is turning out so amazing. Um, we're going to be releasing a campaign soon, and we're going to ask for everybody's help uh, where we're essentially going to nearly give the books away at shipping costs so that we can make best-seller and I just want to talk real quick about the concept of, of manifesting things quickly, manifesting things slowly, or even erratically. Imagine for a moment that you set a really small goal. Today, my goal is I want to manifest an ice cream cone, right? It's not very big. And what am I going to need to get the ice cream cone? 
Well, I'm going to need to find a few coins, right? If I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to purchase my ice cream, I'm also going to need to manifest a bowl and spoon. I'm going to need to manifest a little bit of time to get it. And I'm going to have to put some action into this thing that I want. Right now, I have no ice cream. By the end of the day, I'll have ice cream. We can measure the difference between not having it and having it. This is an example of something we could do quickly. And I've got to hold space sometime between the end of the day when I take action that will actually get this ice cream. Now, some might argue, Chris, that doesn't need a lot of faith. You have money to buy the ice cream, and as long as you set some time aside to go to the store, and you already own a spoon, and you already own a bowl, then you're going to get the ice cream. Guess what? That is no different than the things that you want to manifest that you do not yet have. Whether you have the resources or whether somebody else has the resources, the bottom line is that the, the, the resources are already in existence. And what you get to do is hold a paradoxical space of living in reality without what you want, but living in mind ethereally to bring it into the material as if you have already achieved it. And you get to believe that all the resources are there, and your job is to simply gather them, organize them, put them into the proper sequence. It's just like ice cream. Step one, know what I want. I want ice cream. Step two, know why I want it. Step three, I've got to, I've got to get some money organized. Step four, get in my car. Step five, get it, pay for it. Step six, take a bowl and spoon and peel it open and dish it up and eat. Well, your complicated creations, the things that you want in life, whether it's financial freedom or stepping into unconditional love, they have daily simple basic steps just like that, except that you probably have more steps with bigger acts of creation. And so ice cream is easy to manifest. We've done it before, so if we really wanted it, we know that we can get it. Similarly, if we had to get something else that, that was using a very similar path to ice cream, you wouldn't, even, you, you wouldn't even think twice. You'd say, I know how to do that. I'm asking you to act that way about the things that you have never created before. I'm asking you to take all the different new resources and that you get to live as if you already have it. The moment we despair about not getting the things that we're creating – in some ways, it's like we just haven't learned the lesson yet that we're behaving a little bit like, 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 little, like little school brats, little children deeply upset because I wanted something and I didn't get it when I wanted, when really all there is is a lesson to learn. The moment we ever go into despair or anguish or sadness about not getting what we wanted, all it means is that we didn't quite understand all the steps required to manifest. And it also means that we don't understand that we can have it right now, here and now, in our mind, where you get to enjoy every aspect of the thing that you desire. And years before many creations come about, they get to be experienced. They get to be joyed over. I remember when Clint and I um, decided that we wanted to get pregnant. It was sooner than we thought we wanted to, but we had a friend that had a hard time getting pregnant. We thought you know what, let's not waste any time just in case. Sure enough, we tried to make a baby for a year, and it didn't happen. And then, and then we did get pregnant, and it was shortly followed by a miscarriage. And then we got pregnant again a year later, and it was followed by a miscarriage. Now, up until that point, I didn't have the information that I do today, but I will tell you where I poured my face. 
I poured my face into an idea that we only got pregnant once a year and that when we did, that we would lose the baby. Consequently, Clint and I felt an extraordinary amount of sadness and even depression, and we're also starting to contemplate or wonder whether we would ever be able to have children at all. I wonder what would happen if I could go back in time and infuse a positive energy and a positive belief system upon myself and Clint. And you want to know something funny? One of two things would happen. Either Clint and I, with our really good, healthy, positive energy and vibes about babies, even living as if our children had already come to us, maybe we would have gotten them sooner and we would have been happier, or maybe we wouldn't, but still would have been happier. And that's the point is that do you really need the thing to manifest before you feel complete or have permission to have joy? This is one of the biggest limiting beliefs I see when it comes to creating something new is that most people are destination-oriented and will not allow themselves to celebrate until they achieved it. For me, the moment I'm capable of achieving it in my mind, which is right now, I already get to celebrate. Uh, Dana, as you are, as one of our certified limitless mentors and as you're working with people, what do you find to be some of the hangups why people don't pour the right kind of energy and faith into the things that they want? I honestly, it comes down to one simple thing, limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs. This is why the belief breakthrough is so vital to manifesting what we want and, and limiting beliefs and giving up. Those two things are the only things that stop anyone from getting what they want. The moment you let a limiting belief come up and you're not doing your work, like I'm telling you, I still do my work. I know Chris still does his work. Steven's still doing his work. We all have work to do. We all have our stuff that comes up. And the belief breakthrough, um, those limiting beliefs, man, they can get you. And then the moment you even choose into being less than all in is the moment that things change in your manifestation. Yeah, I love that. And so what we're going to do right now is we're actually going to do an activity. I'm going to invite everyone here on the line to get yourself grounded, take a nice deep couple of breaths in. And my question for you is what is something that you – have wanted to create, but you know that you have doubted it. Get clear right now. What's something that I've wanted to call forth into creation, but frankly, I doubted myself, or at one point I gave up, or I questioned whether I ever would. And you probably were accompanied by some type of negative emotion. Get something written out. Get something concrete right now for this exercise. And as we go through this exercise, I'd like to actually bring someone on the line. Uh, If you feel like today's your day, I'm going to invite you to hit star six. That's going to put you in the queue. And we're going to invite one of you to come on the line here. We're going to go through a process to see if we can help um, eliminate the limitation and then put and, and then restore the faith required to put you back on track where you get to see your creation manifest. So now's the time to hit star six if that is calling to you. And while we're waiting for someone to come into the queue, Stephen, I would love to, to get 
your perspective on what kind of beliefs do, are people going to need to have? What kind of shift are they going to need to have to make if they're going to start believing in something they've never created before? Yeah, I appreciate that, Chris. Um, yeah, the beliefs that support things that you've never created before, I think are there, there's several different beliefs. Um, obviously, and beliefs are layered. It's, it's kind of like an onion where you peel one back and then there's a deeper one and you peel that back and so on and so forth. But really, the, the beliefs that you need to support creating something that you've never created before are going to be some of those beliefs that go against the grain. And what I mean by that is, you know, Chris, you and I have a friend uh, who wrote a book called Killing Sacred Cows, uh, great book, Garrett Gunderson, but he talks about these, these societal norms. He, he talks about these, these ideas that kind of just get handed down from generation to generation. And one of those ideas, for example, is life or new things is risky. And maybe even the deeper belief in the risk category is that risk is bad. You know, so think about this for a second. If you're going to create something that you've never created before, that means you've never done it. You you don't have any experience with it. That means it's completely unknown. Now, Chris, if something's completely unknown, is there risk there? Yeah, you would think so. Well, of course there is. Of course there's risk. But how do we approach risk? Are we told and have we believed our parents who say, hey, avoid risk at all costs? Because by the way, if it's new and you've never done it, that means there's going to be risk. That means that if, if you're taught to avoid risk at all costs, that means you would never do something that you've never done before. You would never approach anything brand new. All you would ever do is everything that you've always known. And again, if you're always only doing what you've always known, then you're never going to create anything better. So if you want to create something new in faith, if you want to, if you want to step forward, then acquiring a new belief that risk is good, that risk is amazing, that you take calculated risks, that you move forward on the risks where when you check in with intuition, you feel excited about taking that risk. That's, that's one of the main, I think, main limiting beliefs that's going to help you move forward in creating something in faith that you've never created before. And of course, as we all know, the greatest risk of all is staying inside our comfort zone. There's a reason why we feel called to wander outside of the zone of our comfort. And it's where we leave our limited world and we get to experience our, our potential. So, Stephen, did we have anyone opt into the uh, uh, Press Star 6? We absolutely do. We've got a, a small flood of individuals. Um, the first one that chimed in uh, is phone number ending in seven. Excuse me, three zero zero zero. So three thousand is what the number is ending in. All right, you should be un unmuted. All right, who do we got? Phone number ending in three thousand. All right, well, maybe that was a mistake. I'll go ahead and go, off, go on to the next one here. Uh, phone number ending in 9791. 9791, are you on the air? You might be muted out. 9791. Uh, 
I may be having a little problem. I think I'm getting it here. Hold on just a second. It may be my problem. Okay, 9791, are you there? Arm, I think it looks like it's Armstrong. Richard, maybe? Okay. Can you hear me? I, I'm, yes, I'm there you are. We hear you. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to be have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, Richard, thanks for coming on. We invited anyone to opt in that feels like they, there's a goal that they've had and yet feel like when they fell short – they either reflected on with the choice of doubt or a loss of encouragement or maybe a feeling of failure, giving up, or any kind of negative energy. And I'm going to invite Dana to step up and guide you through a breakthrough on this one so that we can get you to a space where you do your belief breakthrough work and boom, you can choose into a new choice that allows your faith to flourish. Beautiful. Hi, Richard. Hi, Dana. I'm really excited for you. This is a really cool moment. Anytime, anytime anyone's willing to do belief breakthrough, I know that they're ready for something different. And so I'm really excited because you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And so I, it's so cool that you're ready to acknowledge what it is that's holding you back. So go ahead and just take a deep breath in. Just get really present in the here and the now. Go ahead and close your eyes. What's the number one limiting belief that's keeping you? from what you desire? Uh, the belief is that uh, in order to change and to embrace a greater uh, potential, that it'll be devastating to my wife. It will violate her whole sense of safety and that she won't be able to endure it, therefore there won't be encouragement, but solid resistance. And I'll just add that this kind of annoys me because many times I've done breakthroughs and say, uh, my wife's attitude doesn't hold me back. And right. so, but it still feels like there's major threat to her, which is a threat to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when is the first time you remember feeling this in order to change and embrace my greater potential um, that it would devastate my wife if I actually do that? When is the first time you remember that feeling, that feeling of other people's thoughts and opinions? Um, I'll just uh, come with me uh, uh, soon after I started my career, uh, my professional work, uh, my wife had a, uh, a hospitalization for a a psychosis, and mm-hmm. um, it, it was. And there's been chronic illness all along the way, and so so I and I guess I was around 27, 28. Uh, this wasn't her first uh, hospitalization. Let's go with the second one. Yeah. And uh, it was fearful, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And in that moment, when, when you're there, your wife is, has, has been going through this hard time. She's, she's in the hospital again for the second time for this, this psychosis. And what did you choose that that meant about you, Richard, in that moment? 
Uh, uh, part of it was that life had to be hard. Okay. That uh, that uh, no matter what I would do, I mean, this was so big, I didn't know what to do with having already mm-hmm. a small child, going to work, trying to encourage my wife, and truly I was also living with uh, some addiction behavior of my own, just really insecure. So life yeah. is very difficult to manage, and it'll take the grace of God as a gift because I can't do this. <laughs> right. I can't do this. Life, life has to be hard. I can't do this. Which one of those has a stronger feeling, those two statements? Life has to be hard and I can't do this. Um, Which one of those feels? I, I guess it's uh, I, I can't do this um, yeah. because my wife's illness is, uh, illnesses and her, her way of doing things is so delicate and fragile. Yeah. So I can't do this. You've carried this belief with you now for a long time. Let's talk about the cost. What is the cost of I can't do this in your life? Where does that show up? Let's let's say in your relationships. How does that show up in your relationships? Uh, there has always been a holding back, a conflict of uh, safety. Uh, either she's safe or I'm safe. We can't both be safe. We can't both be fulfilled at the same time because if one makes an advance, it's leaving the other behind. It's going in different directions. Mm. Yeah. Totally. And and what what is the cost of that, going in different directions, not ever being on the same page with your wife, feeling like you can't, you can't do it the way that you want to. What's the cost uh, it, of that? It, the biggest cost is that I never uh, reach my own level of uh, health or recovery for who I really am uh, mm-hmm. that I brought into the marriage. I was already broken before, and but that I don't see how I can ever break out of that without her her life being so threatened that she can't deal with it. So there's right. ongoing conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So so this belief actually has come with a really big cost is what I'm hearing, Richard. A yes. cost at you living to your full potential, you living all out and living your dreams and what you wish and what you desire. And And the question right here is, is this belief serving you? No, I'm still not growing or fulfilled or uh, yeah. I'm holding back, not not all in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and can you imagine five years, ten years down the road, you're still living out this, I can't do this. You're still living out that belief. What What is that? What is life going to be like down the road? Uh, it'll be more of the same that we've already endured. I, there's some changes I can make, but uh, there would just be the lack of unity between yeah. us. You know, we aren't each other's cheerleader. Yeah. So, Richard, in this moment, now that you've recognized and you've acknowledged what it is, what's there, <clears throat> you have this opportunity. 
And my question is, are you ready to choose it as something different? Are you ready to let this go? Uh, If I can get help, yes, I want to let this go. Beautiful. Okay. Well, let's invite in some help. Let's invite in that trusted support. Who's that trusted support for you? Somebody who you who you know is there for you, shows up for you, and has a powerful message in this moment for you. I usually pause and ponder that before just instantly coming up with somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. Had some great ones come to visit and guide. Um, one of the most helpful ones that I've had was Gandhi, and so I could invite him back, I guess. Great. Gandhi, I love that. So just in your mind's eye, go ahead and take a deep breath in and close your eyes. And in your mind's eye, Gandhi shows up and has some words, some words of life for you, some truth. And what does he have to say to you, Richard? He says, Richard, you've invited me before, and I am fine with coming and talking to you again. I know this is a process, and uh, keep uh, expecting uh, life to... Keep expecting a solution to living to your fullest. There is a means or there are multiple things that are available and possible. Stay stay with it and take the uh, steps that you get by intuition and trust them. And... Do the thing that you might fear to do, and ways will open up. Fear not. Mm, beautiful. So trusting your intuition. Does he have any other words? Any other words that he wants to say? Uh, I feel like he says, Richard, you are needed. Among us, whoever us is, you know, people that know the truth and that live the truth and live fulfilled. And he says, we're not. We're not complete without you. And wish you'd hurry up and join us. There's much that you have to offer. and. There are so many people that can be helped if you will join us in power. Beautiful. Richard, my question here then is, are you willing to receive this message? Are you open to receiving this message? Yes, I am. Beautiful. Hmm. let's go back to that 27-year-old as he hears this message. Is he open and willing to choose into something different now and let go of that belief that he held on to in that moment? Yes, 
uh, I will say, I will trust your words. And it might seem daunting because you told me, fear not, it's safe enough to go forward. I trust that. Beautiful. So take a deep breath in, and I want you just to let all of the weight of that limiting belief, I can't do this, go. With the, as you exhale, let it all go. Now as you inhale, what is your new belief now, Richard? What is the new belief that you choose moving forward? What's the truth about you? I follow the promptings of intuition uh, often, daily, multiple times daily, and I live by intuition, and I step forward boldly, trusting that there is sufficient safety for both of us if I follow, when I follow these promptings. And so follow, I will. Beautiful. If you could put that into one phrase, Richard, what would it be for you? Uh, I trust in and act on the promptings through intuition many times a day. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Dana and Richard, congratulations. Uh, Dana, thank you for leading Richard through that. And Richard, it was so beautiful for me to sit here and listen to the two of you share this really beautiful dialogue. Something that was interesting, I don't know if you caught this, at the start of the call when you came on, one of the things that you said, well, I've already worked on this one before. And then what you stated as a new belief from the past was actually framed up in the negative so that it couldn't actually manifest anyway. Imagine for a moment that your belief system works very much like Google. I I heard this from Marianne DeNovelis. If we type in, you know, an idea that could be, well, you know, you know, I'm afraid that my wife doesn't support me, you know, and if I were to Google that, then all I'm going to get are images and ways that my wife doesn't support me. But when we put in these new empowering beliefs, when they're positive, powerful so they resonate and present put that into google and what images would you expect to come up and now all of a sudden richard you are pouring your face into what it is that you are creating and more importantly what you want to create so thank you for being on the line thank you very much so i want to wrap up with a thought and i want to give everyone here um, a challenge because i invited Richard to come on the line, but every single one of you is also invited to come up with something that you've been wanting to manifest, and yet you haven't been able to, and you've taken the opportunity to actually reflect poorly on it. I want to invite you to understand that faith is not something that special people have. Faith is something we all have. In fact, just like you cannot stop creating, you also cannot stop faithing. Faith is something you're going to do. So the question isn't whether you have faith or not. The question is where are you directing 
your faith. Are you focusing it on what you want? Are you focusing it on what you don't want? And in the meantime, have you learned how to be just jacked up, excited, happy about how awesome your life is in the mind, in your mind palace, as you are moving forward boldly and taking steps with faith so that your time gets to come where in reality you get to see this manifest? So here's my assignment for everyone. We're going to do it right now. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And I'm going to invite you right now to think of what you wanted. What's the number one limiting belief that you have about why it hasn't shown up? And as that comes up, let's just ask, is that belief serving me? And it's not. What belief would serve you so much better about this goal? Make it positive, make it present, and make it powerful. And now you've got a choice. You've got two beliefs in front of you. You've tried on the limiting one. It made you unhappy. You've got this new one that is powerful, positive, and present. And you decide how you're going to feel about this belief. Are you going to choose to layer it with an energy of empowerment, positivity, excitement? And right now, as you choose into this new belief, repeat it in your mind and conjure up the emotions that you want to identify with this. And go beyond. See your goal manifesting. It doesn't matter when. If it's important to you, Dedicate your life to it, all your earth years. So see that you've created it. See that you at least have it here in your mind. See that you are that powerful and powerful enough now to smell it, to touch it, maybe taste it, and feel the peace that comes with it. And again, state your new belief. What you're developing right now is emotional intelligence. And the emotional intelligence to direct your faith according to your purpose, according to your will, according to the desires that are aligned with truth. And know this, today, in some way, there's a way for you to taste your desire manifested even more than just in the mind. And I'm going to invite you to do that right now. I'm going to invite you to, to, let me just ask this question. What is one small way that you can experience your goal manifested today? And see that this is worth dwelling on until you get it, because you're capable of this. You always were, and you most certainly are. This is one major reason why unconscious creators never manifest what they want. They don't actually have the faith for what they want. They just have faith for what they don't want. And the frequency of your desires, as you transmit them in your thoughts to cancel out the frequency of this disbelief, it all comes by making the choice to believe in what you want that has not yet shown up. And start small and experiment upon your faith experiment upon your ability to call something into creation today 
and this week and build up this evidence that says, whoa, I do have the ability to create what I have never created before. In fact, that is something that I look for on a weekly basis, even a daily basis. What do I get to experience today that I have never experienced before? Friends, I want to thank you um, for joining on a call to talk about the law of faith. I'd love to hear from Dana and Steve to Stephen Miller to share a final thought, their wrap-up ideas with some encouragement on what we can do to live this law. Dana, do you want to go first? Yes. Awesome. My words that I have to share really is that it's time. It's time to cast aside that fear. It's time to stop putting faith in the things that we don't want. It's time to start focusing on what you do want and who you really are. It's time to remember. It's time to remember that you are a being that can create whatever it is that you want. Every great thing that we have here on this earth right now started from somebody believing in something that they could not see yet believing in, in something that wasn't in the physical form but they could see in their mind. And that is where we begin. Every great person in history, let's, let's follow their example. Let's be one of those people in history that leaves a legacy of living by faith, living knowing that anything is possible and we can have the things that we desire. We can have our dreams. Because this next generation needs that. They need us to stand. They need us to be that example. And they need us to show them the way. They need that hope. They need to know that they have so much potential inside of them to move forward boldly, to make this world a better place so that we can all be better. And that's what I have. Let's do this. Let's make this happen. Let's live it, breathe it, eat it so that this world, we can live that legacy and leave a legacy for the next generation. Yeah, I'd like to just add a little bit here. Um, you know, the law of faith is such an important law that we've, like we've talked about. And uh, really what I think is, is most important is that we take action, uh, that we take action on the things that we're thinking about and feeling and hearing today. And really what that looks like is deciding on a goal, like right now, decide on a goal that's important to you, something that you haven't achieved yet. Um, make sure that it's important enough that you're willing to get obsessed over it. <laughs> I talked a little bit about obsession uh, this past week at the Limitless event, but make sure it's something that you're willing to get obsessed about, meaning you're willing to put in the desire. You're willing to, to – to, and when I say put in the, the desire, that doesn't mean that the, the desire is going to come naturally. Sometimes you have to – you have to work the desire. You have to do the work to show that you've got the desire. So put that in. Once you've got the desire and you're willing to do anything for it, ground and visualize yourself as though it's already been attained. Visualize your goal. See it happening. See it already transpiring. Make sure it feels real, that you're feeling that emotion uh, that, that would accompany it's, it's being completed. I mean, I, I remember when I was younger, I used to always think, I want to travel for my work. When I, whatever, I, whatever I end up doing, I want, to, I want to travel the nation. I want to go all over the place for my work. This, I just, I, this, the idea of 
you know, being paid to go different places and to speak to individuals and to, to, to travel for work. I don't know, for some reason, that was such a neat idea for me. And as a young kid, I would think about that all the time, about what that would be like to get on these planes and, and to, to go to different parts of the nation and to, and to travel for work. Well, this is how important, how amazing faith is and the visualization inside of faith is that that's what brings it about. It's been crazy for me that over the last 10 years, I've been to so many different places all around the United States in different parts of the world. And I believe it's solely because I had faith that I would. I, I, I put that faith into action. I visualized myself traveling for work. And I did. I've done it so, so frequently. It's just an amazing thing that even, even when we don't know what we're doing, that faith works. So put your faith into something consciously that you want to create. Because once you've experienced it in your mind, the reality is that you get to make a decision. It's already happened. You get to feel that it's happened. And as you live your life as, as though this goal has already been attained, as though it's already happened, and you continue to vis- visit this visualization and do it over and over and over again so that's real in your mind, while taking those actions and moving forward in faith, despite any other evidence that's, that, that comes up in your reality that shows that it may not be so. If you do that, and if you live this level of commitment, then your goals will manifest. If you put that faith in, it will come out on the other side. That faith is the evidence of what it is that you're creating. So my, my recommendation, just my last words, is to take action today. Begin to apply this law of faith today. Stephen, thank you so much, and Dana, thank you so much. I have got a final thought on a different subject before we wrap up. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Law of Faith. Next week, we're going to be hitting uh, one of the next nine laws of creation. We've got four more weeks on these, and um, I hope you're enjoying the calls. I'll tell you, this is the content that has been so profoundly life-changing for me, and these are laws that I now depend on every single day in a very similar way that I depend on oxygen and the beating of my heart. I can't imagine unplugging and going back to the level of unconsciousness that I once felt in my life. And today, it's, um, it's necessary for my life to be conscious, awake, and aware. So we look forward to sharing this with you next week. We're going to have Stephen and myself and another guest speaker, another one of our certified Limitless mentors, is going to be guiding us through that call. Um, My final comment is about something brand new that's coming out. We've decided to create a new program that we launched at Limitless. It's $19.95 a month, free during the first 30 days, and it's called Mentor Me. And what we've done is we have compiled a year's worth of mentoring and growing that gives week-by-week videos with assignments that will help you grow your life in all four domains of, of, of life. And many of our tribe members, they only get to experience Limitless when they come to the physical event. We're trying to help them take it home with them. And I want to just share with you that um, we launched that. It was a great success. We're so excited to connect and communicate with everyone that way. And those that are our Mentor Me ambassadors at the $99 a month, tomorrow at my home, which is Tuesday at 11 a.m., 
At my home Tuesday at 11 a.m., we are going to be sharing with you for the very first time the Manifest Mentoring Blueprint. This is a six-month program attending the trainings on a weekly basis. We will be recording them. And these trainings are all about how you can step into the inner circle, mental maker, working with a private certified limitless mentor one-on-one, um, joining me in our real estate community, anything that you would like to participate more with in limitless land and feel like you've got to quote-unquote find a way to manifest it, we have created a five-step system based on the last year on how people have actually manifested getting into the programs. Like Jason and Kira Tate followed this system, and they were able to manifest getting into um, Mentor Maker um, without any dollars out of pocket, which is super, super cool. So we formalized it into a great system. And tomorrow at my house at 11 a.m., we're going to share the exact blueprint on what you can do a little bit here and a little bit there to manifest the mentoring that you'd like to have in your life. Many of us, myself included, we need mentors. We need people. It needs to be a part of our life, a, a part of just how we do life. And this is an incredible opportunity um, for everyone to say, hey, I've got no more excuses. A way has been paved for me to get the programs that I need. If that's calling out to you, my house, 11 a.m. tomorrow morning, details on the tribe page, and we'll look forward to getting that to you. Back to you, Stephen. Chris, thank you so much. You know, manifesting in life, there's always, I, I talk about this, there's always three different aspects. There's, there's time, energy, and resource, or money, right? Time, energy, and money uh, to, to really create anything you want. And typically that creation, you have to have at least two of the three going at any time. And so sometimes people will step up and say, you know what, I, I so badly want to be part of Mentor Maker or of the Inner Circle or some of our other higher level programs, but right now I just don't have the money. I need to manifest it in, in another way and being able I'm looking through these these steps that you're providing and that we're that we're really rolling out tomorrow and it's phenomenal giving someone a, an opportunity if they right now don't have all the money they can still put in the time and energy and get that mentorship and see amazing results or if they don't have all the time they can put in money and energy and 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 you know likewise see those results and so wow I'm really excited to, to roll this out tomorrow here with you. With that being said, everyone, just remember, uh, just we've got our Mentor Academy coming up this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the LLA Center. We've got, again, the real estate event coming up this weekend, or uh, Thursday, excuse me, uh, at 7 p.m. also at the LLA Center. Uh, we've got uh, some different regionals happening um, in different areas here in Utah and we've got a lot of other regionals being planned in other areas. So um, just so excited for everything that's happening. Once again, thank you for all of the work that you're all doing, the breakthrough that you're going through, uh, the effort that you're putting into improving your lives and bringing that improvement also to other people. Uh, we're truly, truly grateful for all that you're doing. So with that, I'd love to go ahead and open up the lines and end with a traditional limitless, I am limitless, and let's go ahead and let me get this unmuted here. All right, fantastic. On the count of three, everybody, a big I am limitless. One, two, three. I am limitless.